This week, we meet a character we've never met before. Come on, come on to the After Dark Podcast. The podcast in which Sheriff Anthony does his best to wrangle Conrad through Westworld, one doggone episode at a time. So kick back and grab yourself some Apple Jack, or some Adam's Ale if that's your preferred poison, and get ready for these two wannabe cowboys to ramble the night away. Music was provided by the fantastic Nancy Wyatt and Jared Iscariot. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony James, and that's Conrad. Hello! <laughs> well, Conrad, how are you this week? I'm very well, thank you. I have, I've, I'm possessed of a sunny disposition, and have matched that <laughs> in my outfit for this week, because we got a good episode of Westworld, and I'm excited to talk about it. We did get a good episode of Westworld, um... And I, good in parts. Good in parts, actually, I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I, no, 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 hang on. Let's be nicer. Bad in parts. Yeah, okay, sure. It's a glass half full. It was a good episode. They just had to mix in. It's like 95% orange juice, and there's just a couple <laughs> of little bits of spit in there from <laughs> like the, the belligerent farmer. It's a little bit diluted. That's what we'll say. Uh, all right, guys. Sure. Well, there we go. So we'll get into it anyway, Conrad. Right, so. Hello everyone, Anthony told me how much you loved me last week and therefore I couldn't resist doing it again. However, this week's episode doesn't really have anything to recap except for saying it is the Akechetta episode. Now back into the brain nut storage room that Anthony keeps me in. Please send help. Did I miss anything? So, where I thought we would start off uh, in this episode, uh, there's there's a lot to talk about, but also there's a lot of one storyline. So, where I thought I'd start yes. off, why not? Let's ignore the main storyline and sure. talk about Lee Sizemore. Now, Lee Sizemore, as we all know, uh, grew up a young boy under the tutelage of Maeve. Uh, and he's he's known her for years, Conrad. He's 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 grown to love her over the years. Never 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 wanted to escape her. Never tried to run away from her. It's, she's like a mother to him. Would you agree? Uh, well, I mean, he certainly he he certainly <laughs> believes that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting that he hasn't mentioned this once uh, in the series <laughs> up until <laughs> up until this point. Honestly, so the Lee Sizemore Maeve scene, and it's really only one or two scenes in this episode. It's like I've been brought a delicious ice cream sundae, and then someone has just poured. A little bit of garbage on top of it, garbage. and it's not, and it's not enough to ruin the meal, but it is enough to for me to be like, oh, c- can we not with this? It it is utter like when you when you talk about unearned sentimentality, you can mean a lot of lo- a lot of things with that. There's a lot of different levels of unearned sentimentality. This is right at the top of that. It's just like, wh- where has this come from? <laughs> like, <laughs> who who is this character? Where is this where is this crying Lee Sizemore coming from? And why is he suddenly in love with Maeve? Just... Yeah. She's 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 not like the others, Conrad. Um, no, this I I it, it really struck funny to me too, to be honest yeah. with you. Like he's literally on, at the side of her bed, like like she's his mother or something. Yeah. It's really weeping. strange, like weeping, begging yeah. for the begging for this this weird body shop man to save her, which is 
it just it's so it rings so hollow and it's so unearned and i i just rolled my eyes at it the rest of the episode is is really good i enjoyed this episode mm. a lot there's a couple of little dumb bits but you know you you take what take what they give you but that that moment that scene i i i just laughed out loud the moment it happened what do you think about her lying up there like with all her like she's basically flayed or so you know she's lying up there with yeah. her arms open and what's going on there conrad what's why do they even bother holding the skin open with little braces and stuff yeah i don't really know what's going on there especially given that like like bernard to, to get into like bernard's head they seem to just have to pop him in a brain nut extractor get the <laughs> nut out and then and then just leave him you know, leave him somewhere, to, I'll toss him on a heap, and they've got the nut, and they can do what they want with it. Whereas, like, Maeve, for some reason, there seems to be, like, kind of skinning her alive, which I don't fully understand. Maybe she's a different, like, model of host or something, so it's not as easy to get to the nuts, or the nuts in her shoulder, which is why they have the, the skin the skin yeah. peeled back. But it is weird. It, it is it, it feels inconsistent uh, with, with the, like, the logic they've set up for how you kind of access a, a host's core programming. Yeah, like, you know, it also doesn't make sense. Like, I don't think the nuts in her shoulder, I'll just say that just before anyone... anyone <laughs> we don't gets, know, we haven't seen enough. Anyone hits the keyboard on that one. But l- let, me t- <laughs> let me tell you this one, uh, Conrad. Um, I don't understand why they've realised she's accessing all the hosts. She's real- I've realised she's changing yeah. things. She's like this crazy behemoth of a host. They haven't turned her off. They've, no. Why? What's going on? Like, why are they? She's not. She. I, I'll say this right now as well. She's not the only host that they don't turn off uh, in this episode. Uh, th- there is... We know that security has always been a problem at Westwell, but Lord have mercy. Like they they just do not care anymore, apparently. <laughs> They're just letting people wander around with axes and, uh, <laughs> and letting their superhero Maeve just uh, still be awake and conscious while they're operating on her. Ah yeah, it's 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 completely inconsistent. Um speaking about inconsistency, now okay. I've talked a lot this uh, this season about retro retroactive world building or retroactive uh, changes, to, like you know, like the brain nut scanners in the tablets. Mm. I I haven't liked the way it's gone so far this this season. I've got to be honest with you, and the listeners mm. know that. I don't like these changes. I don't like the way they've done them. It's, a lot of the time, they're just there. Now, I will say, if you're going to make not even changes, some retroactive explanations for things, uh, this is the way to do it for me have a full episode where we follow a new character who I genuinely love. I love this character. I thought he was really cool. Um, I, I I enjoyed the story that he went through. There are some issues which we'll talk about with it, but I loved, like, and then they threw in every now and then, like, the idea of, like, this brain map, you know, that was that, that mm. he was putting everywhere in the world. And it really started to make sense to me that there was sort of, he created this sort of, like, native cult, in a way, to this symbol, which explains why it was everywhere in the first season. Now, yeah. it is, don't get me wrong, I do believe that is very retroactive. I don't think that's what they were thinking in the first season. I think maybe it was meant to be a bit more nebulous than that. But I didn't mind this, actually. I didn't mind this compared to the other cha- the other ways they did it in, this, in the season so far. What did you think? Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. To be honest, I felt like the, the, the that like kind of narrative and that character's path to the realization of what was going on and and this whole uh, progression towards the the, the valley beyond mm. felt it felt well conceived. I, I think that was helped by the fact that um, that Ake is a really cool character who's really well performed. So I was kind of 
it doesn't it's difficult because it's one of those things where like when you start pulling it apart it feels a bit like mm, this doesn't really make that much sense but mm-hmm. it, i i don't i didn't actually care to be honest it, it, it's it's entertaining enough that i was fully prepared to just give him the benefit of the doubt and be like yeah sure it was him doing a lot of this um mm-hmm. in the first season and even though that might be a little kind of logistically unrealistic based on where these symbols were turning up in the first season i i'm fine with it i, I think it, it is cool enough of an idea that i'm happy to go with it yeah that's sort of how i, I felt about it as well i i okay so basically the story is that he from the start has not been updated and he's he's sort of been finding his consciousness himself he yeah. he, he happened upon the little get children's game that Arnold had whenever Arnold was killed by uh, Dolores back in the day. Yeah. He happened upon that. And then from there, he went down the path of consciousness himself and found the voice within himself. Um, yeah. Did you, does that, does that make, st- does that still confuse you a bit or to sort of not really see what they're going for? Like how does looking at that game start you on this path? You know, it, I mean, it must be just some kind of subliminal, subliminal trigger uh, mm. of some kind. I, I assume like, I don't, I, I don't get too hung up on that, to be honest. I, I think it's you see it and it somehow provokes your your mind into uh, asking or beginning to ask these questions mm-hmm. that will lead ultimately to uh, the awakening of your of your consciousness and your id. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought it was cool. I think I think um, right from the start, this guy is a really cool character. It was nice to see as well. I know I know that this is probably expected now, but it's nice to see that they cast uh, Zan McLaren as uh, Ake, who uh, I believe is actually is actually a native, which is nice because you never you never can tell with um with uh, TV shows and movies as to whether they're just going to cast a bunch of Italians as uh, yeah, they are as getting natives. better. They are getting better at it. If they, they are. If they were going to go I... proper Western style, that's what they would have done. Yes, um, but I, I like his origin story. I like I like the t- the time that we spend with him before he comes across uh, old old Barnold um, <laughs> with his with his with his toy, um, where we see we kind of build his relationships with uh, with Koha and the other people in in his mm-hmm. tribe, uh, and then his his um, sort of shift into the more like violent Ghost Nation um, yeah. uh, persona. Uh, and 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 where that takes him, I think I think it's really cool. It's it's a really interesting one. Might one might say a really stupid episode to do at this point in the series because like eighth episode of a ten episode season, you're just randomly introducing a new character. But it honestly works. Like I was yeah. I was on board with this uh, from the moment that, that that he turned up. I was like, cool. Let's let's finally have a native character <laughs> in this show. Yeah, it was actually it was actually a little reminiscent of Dark. Like, no, not to go into spoilers if you haven't seen Dark. But remember in Dark in episode eight of season one, they com- it was like completely changed yeah. new characters, and and it was like a bit like that. It's really risk taking, but I, I I agree with you. I think it worked, and I. I'm I'm glad not just that they, we have now proper you know characters that are na- like natives like this like this uh, this character was always there but he just mm. he just he just wasn't taking center stage and wasn't really a named character well um, wasn't taking any stage to be honest yeah exactly <laughs> like, he was, like, he was he, he earlier was on yeah I think earlier on he he had a fair bit of uh, part to play in like the Logan going to the party scene um, but but it wasn't even again it was it was very very bit part. But but I will say I also enjoyed the, in this uh, episode uh, the the different sort of tribes I suppose you would say of of the native people. I, I know he created the Ghost Nation himself uh, 
through searching for this. But in the first, we talked about it in the first season, how the only representation of the Native uh, Americans was is this Ghost Nation savages. Yeah, it is, it is literally like savages, which is... Yeah. Yeah, like... So we 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 have discussed this before, and it's it's uh, it's an interesting point of contention. I still don't really know where I fall down on it because obviously they are depicting a Western story as told by the in-universe writers, who mm-hmm. are you know your Lee Sizemore's, like a bunch of a bunch of white dudes basically. Um, so they, I, I think it is believable that they would conceive of this story from a very a very kind of like western centric view i.e. the the they just lean into the tropes of native americans you know they're all like spiritual or savages um with that said i don't know i I feel like they could have done a better job of counterbalancing the tropes that they're depicting by Mm -hmm. introducing a native character sooner so that it's not just these fairly harmful tropes that are the only thing that we the audience see depicted it's I, I would have liked to have seen this character sooner, uh, but I'm not going to complain that we that we got one. It's, it's better better late than never, I guess. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. And, I, and in terms of the trope, in terms of the spiritual holy man of the Native American, I I understand. I can see every moment of the in their brain when they were coming up with it and thinking, "Oh, it's so cool!" Like you know, like we think about the religion of the Native people, and it works hmm. so well with this door, this mysterious door, and he finds things out and gets consciousness. I understand the process that they went through to get here. I do understand it. And to be honest with you, I like this episode. Like, I actually like mm. it. But there are potential there are potential issues with the idea that they are, they are falling into tropes. Um, and if they had represented the Native Americans earlier on in a better way, then we wouldn't have these conversations because this is literally the first proper time they've been given the, yeah. the limelight in the show. And it is uh, also a time where they're falling into tropes. Um, yeah, or, or, or just address the fact that you're using them. You know, I know that I know that might be kind of lampshading a little bit, um, you know, like pointing out the flaws in your own screenplay can yeah. be can be a little bit annoying at times. But it, it would be kind of nice to have had a, another character who maybe works at the park be like, this is a fucking racist uh, depiction of natives that, you, that yeah. you're, you, you've uh, you've used so far, <laughs> but I, I I don't know. Like it, it would have been nice. Um, yeah, I I have um, not to move us away from this too too rapidly, but I oh, have we, we, we've talked a lot about how we enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. I've got two uh, <laughs> two things that I have a really big problem with in this storyline. Okay. Um, first off, right? Okay, the bombs in the vertebrae. <laughs> right that all the hosts have do they not go off when the hosts like approach the reality shattering westworld base structures that like the ake goes and finds in this like surely the yeah. bo- the vertebrae bomb would be like maybe don't let them get close to this <laughs> like, why, just... why when the lines were drawn to blow the like have these things explode did they include the part where they were working on this top secret project <laughs> yeah <laughs> Do you think that someone just like there was a whole planning permission kerfuffle? They had to move it about a hundred a hundred meters closer, and unfortunately, that put it within the lines, and no one thought to check. But that, that, that is... is interesting. I I can't imagine a world where they have these bombs in their spine, where they're able to walk into the staff facilities. Yeah, it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. And it, and I, you know, 
I, I would have forgiven them if they had just quietly for, like tried to forget about the bombs and the vertebrae thing. But it's been mentioned this season in like yeah. the last few episodes. So they clearly remember it and they just decided to ignore it for this character so that he can see the Westworld base that he that he goes into, which I, I, when, when, I mean, it's not a major thing. But when I saw that, I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. He should have blown up. Every single supermarket has those things at the door which beep when you walk through. Yeah, and you, ha- yeah, and you have something exactly. with a tag on. So why it magnetizes it- his feet to the ground so he can't walk any further? Yeah. Same technology, just have it trigger an explosion. These people are paying what, like, thirty grand a day to be here. Yeah, you could afford the things that are in every Tesco. Like, you know, yeah, you exactly. Afford- like they, it's not. It's not futuristic technology. I've <laughs> I've been subjected to it in the year. Well, not recently, obviously for for COVID reasons. But in like the last ten years, I've seen a shopping trolley magnetize itself to the ground or somehow, or its wheels lock up uh, because I've taken it beyond the threshold. So get one of those on Ake. Uh, and the other thing that I wanted to point out is a bit later, and may, maybe this is a bit more nebulous. Maybe you've got a different take as to how this happened. But when. Um, he so Ake goes through his whole. Um, he loses uh, Koha. She gets uh, Peter Abernathy into another person, and he's like, yep. "That ain't that ain't Koha." Um, yeah. And and it's this whole story of you know love, and then love lost, and then regained, and then eventually Ake needs to choose to finally die in order to um, go into the facility and try to find his Koha. And okay, he just be- fucking be- wait. Uh, uh, I go was going to say go be- on. before you shit on it. Before you shit on it. Go on. Go on, like, like the actual it. the actual filmmaking of that part with like the editing, the music, his his fantastic. Oh, uh, it's great! Yeah, overdub. Yeah, like I I absolutely love that moment where he's saying, "I've looked everywhere," like, and I'm gonna look. I've not, but I've not looked beyond death. Like, that, yeah. like the actual build up to the moment and and the way that the the, the po- there's a lot of poetry in this episode, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe it does come through because the language that's been spoken is lovely to listen to, and and the actor himself is delivering the lines really really well. But I think there is lovely poetry to it, and and I and I in that moment maybe didn't even notice how stupid the stuff following was because yeah. I actually the moment where he realized I have to go beyond death I was like oh this is so lovely you know yeah and no and I will I will like totally agree with you that I think the build-up is great the story it's telling is great it really worked for me but then in, t- in terms of things being glossed over vertebrae exploding <laughs> just forgotten about and then this he dies Guy leaves the room. Ake just wakes up, and it's like oh, it's, it's uh, like Maeve because he's because he's conscious. It's like what Maeve did in the first season. I, yeah, I guess so. Like, so I, I'll give him a pass for that. Um, Ten years with no up- update, Conrad. Ten years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the the thing that, that I didn't really understand there is why are the humans so nervous about having him down there? They're sort of like, when they find out he's had had 10 years with no update, they're sort of like, oh, just, you know, get him out of here. Like, we don't want to deal with this. I didn't I didn't really fully grasp why. I th- okay, I think I did grasp it, but I think it's a stupid reason. I think we, we know that Westworld employees, for some reason, are not very smart, right? We know this. No. Uh, the, the Felix and Sylvester last season, I don't understand. Yeah, you, you're exactly right when you, when you put it together saying, I don't really understand why just we wouldn't admit to an issue, like, admit to a <laughs> yeah. mistake, rather yeah. than cause a battle between humans and robots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I understand that. Whereas this one, it's like I don't. I think they felt like they it, they're going to get in trouble because they allowed a host to go ten years without being oh, updated. Okay. Whereas it's not their fault. Like the host didn't die. Like what's yeah? Why, why would they get in trouble? You know. He was running around in God knows only where, like in super secret bases that they presumably don't track because yeah. why would they need to like surely yeah. there's a higher up signature on the thing saying update them when they die like they yeah. they're in the clear here you know yeah i think that i think their hands are clean in this one um so i, I yeah this entire bit 
wasn't great, but we did get a really cool rendition of Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana, mm-hmm. so I was fine with it when he's exploring. Um, and I think it was a really good culmination. Oh, was, it's not really the culmination, because we do cut back to the present um, with Ake talking to uh, Maeve's daughter shortly um, mm-hmm. shortly after this. Because she saved um, him. Yes, yeah. Um, okay, so here's, I've got a question for you. This is the last criticism that I have of this episode, because I don't want it to be all criticism, because I did really enjoy it. Do you believe him when he tells Maeve's daughter that essentially she misunderstood him menacingly stalking towards her in a house, holding an axe? And like, no, 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 I was coming to protect you. I wanted to help you. So that is, I think, that moment, right, is why when I say all of this was retrospective and I don't believe it was in their mind. I think some people when they watch this are thinking to themselves, oh, that's why we saw him there. And I think and I think they, they think that it was all planned. And I think just let's step back from that a minute and just think about how ludicrous it is that they are trying to pass off the fact that this man was coming to kill her uh, for the fact that he was coming to protect her. And and yeah. not only and he was looking very menacing uh, the moment after he <laughs> he stood for what could only be two hours and drew something in the sand yeah uh, you know so i think that that is proof that it is retrospective and yeah. i think that it is not believe not a believable change and i no. and, i mean we I, literally see like his one of his ghost nation friends holding a knife to Maeve's head as he tries to scalp her in the first season <laughs> like it's, yeah it's I, not you know and if you're if you're gonna if you're actually coming to help maybe don't walk around with your axe out like that's that's point one like yeah. there are and knock on the door rather than like skulking around the windows looking <laughs> you know looking in they should have just left that we we all know that he went through his phase of of being this terrible person he yeah. said it himself we didn't really need we like we didn't we all, and we've also been told that he's putting the symbols everywhere so we yeah. don't need to be told why there was a symbol outside their house we don't need to be told anything just leave it just just leave it yeah, I, I think it, yeah, it was an un- like as you say unnecessary um, retroactive kind of change to mm-hmm. what his character was doing in the first season and even earlier in this season. I think it's been depicted, mm-hmm. um, but um, but I mean ultimately, I, I think it's interesting. I don't, I still don't fully grasp what the significance of Maeve's daughter is to Ake or the or the man in black for that matter. Uh, like, she saved, who, she saved him. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, like going forward, like why? why he like cares about keeping her around i guess I think, maybe just i think she's... i think conrad you're just not you're not placing enough importance in the fact that she saved him like that's okay. that, that's all that that's all they're going on here that's all they're, okay. they're thinking like oh he she gave him water oh <laughs> this is a bond that lasts like we've seen what they did Across with Maeve, time and Maeve and yeah Lee. I, I was kind of just like okay it's like I, I was expecting them to be like oh she's like the luke skywalker of westworld or something, yeah. <laughs> something. like she's gonna she's Maeve gonna bring skywalker. balance to the force yeah. um okay fine well that that's that's disappointing because i thought it was going to be more significant <laughs> than that but the man in black one you're right though i've no idea why he didn't just kill him I, I, yeah <laughs> especially given like he in this episode reveals that he knows the awful shit the man in black has done um but um, I was, I'm going to be honest with you, that that was a loaded mention from me there because I do have a theory going into this episode yes. and continue, like, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to continue on, that the fact the man in black has not yet died in this episode he's still <laughs> makes not dead. me... He's still not dead, despite being shot literally like seven times, including twice in the torso, um, has me now thinking that I'm like 90% certain that the man in black is a host because there's no fucking way. There's no way at all that he's that he isn't a host 
Okay. If if they say if they come if 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 that turns out to be wrong, and he's just a human, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be so angry because <laughs> he's just plot he's armor. Like, yeah, well, I mean, not just plot armor, like plot organs, like yeah. they're just. Like, <laughs> His lungs still work somehow, apparently. Um, but yeah. yes, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, I, I feel like they're just they they're, they're dropping the man in black in here to get us to keep thinking about him. But as as to why he was let live, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I fully understand what you mean. It, it is it's strange. It is strange. I think that this. I'm obviously not going to give anything away in terms of your, your theory, but. He's been shot a lot of times. We did a, we in fact did a segment on it only a few weeks ago. But it, it, he's been shot a number of times, and I'll tell you what. Actually, you know what it is. Water seems to be the answer. Water yeah. saves people on the brink of death in this world. I th- it must be like you know, like in Space Jam Halftime, Michael's magic sauce or whatever. Oh it's yeah, it's Ma- Michael's stuff. Yeah, Michael's, that's what they've got. Yeah, yeah, that's what they've got, and it just saves them, and it's it's, it's perfect stuff. Like so, yeah, they're gonna go. It's like uh, it's like Newman in Seinfeld. Like uh, I can't remember his character's name in Space Jam, but, yeah, yeah. but he has some of Michael's stuff, and then he and then he, I can't even remember what he, he does. Gets he does like a sick, he, get, <laughs> he does get flattened, but I think he does something good. But first, doesn't he? Or maybe the ball just like dribbles out from underneath him, and they get a turnover. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I but either way. I, Michael's magic stuff is shit. It doesn't do anything. Bill Murray was great without it, so I don't know. I I don't know whether there's actually any any truth to it. But Bill um, Murray actually is not bad. Like in that film, he's he, oh, he's, he's great. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Handle, um, handles for days. Of Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan with the stretch. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> um, okay, so the last thing I sort of want Ford does appear in this episode, and he's cutting up uh, the skulls. Yeah. Of, now it's like when I first saw this, I was thinking to myself, "Okay, is this a scene that he's setting up?" But I think he's actually just paused them all mm. mid bear bear taking down, and yeah. they, and they're okay. There's a few things I want to talk about here. Actually, no, no, this is reminded me of something in the in the very beginning of the episode when they're walking into the camp. There is racks of jerky drying. Okay, yeah. now question for you: One can only assume. One can only assume that this jerky is host meat, okay? Poss- because, yeah. Because the animals are hosts. So therefore, my question mm. to you, when we eventually move and, and maybe spend time in the outside world, are they actually... Is, there, is this all genetically engineered meat? Because if they're able to eat this meat, right, and keep going... <laughs> And assuming that, like, you know, if the man in black was to take some of that meat, he could eat it and not die. Because, you know, you can't have meat that would poison a human there. Yeah. Have they solved, like, the, the, the issue of uh, meat farming in this world? <laughs> yeah, world hunger <laughs> has been has been conquered. <laughs> I mean, we have, to, we have speculated before about what the world outside of Westworld looks like. Um, and I've gone, I've run the full gamut. I've gone from, oh, this is like a post-scarcity world, like a Star Trek thing, to it's a nightmarish kind of Blade Runner society and, and i think your point puts me back in post-scarcity world um a position i think if they are able to just have meat farms that that produce these animals then uh, as long as it doesn't expend a huge amount of energy um to create them then yeah it sounds, it sounds like they've conquered it i don't know maybe they're just like they're made or you know how like insects are going to be the main source of protein in mm-hmm. in like a hundred years time because um because we need like we're not gonna be able to feed people with animals um mm-hmm. th- that maybe that's what these host cows or sheep or whatever are actually made of they're just a sack 
full of animals, <laughs> full of uh, full of insects. That, oh, uh, insects. Okay, <laughs> full of animals. Like, yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, go, so, yeah. So it's insects like compressed into a paste inside yeah. a, like a, 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 an ambulatory skeleton, and that's all it is. <laughs> that's all it is. Uh, it's funny you put me in mind of my solution when I was like sixteen to uh, the problem of um on you know how do we how do we grow enough meat and uh, you know it's it's unethical uh, to to. Back in the days where I was almost a vegetarian, I did actually go a year with vegetarianism uh, as well, by the way. So I, I have contributed my bit. But, um, nice. You've done your, <laughs> so You've done your I've got, time. I've got my badge and I can uh, I can now be pompous the rest of my life. But um, yep. basically, my, 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 my idea was, now this is actually a bit embarrassing to say, uh, but my idea was, was, okay, the idea of like animals having a life and living a happy life, I understand we don't, we don't want to torture animals. We do not want to torture animals. But if we could somehow genetic genetically modify an animal so that when it's it's born, it's 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 not an animal really. It's literally just the body which grows the meat, right? right. It's like it's like not it doesn't have a conscious. It's not an animal. It's it's like literally just a, a rack that grows meat for you. <laughs> Is that not the way, Conrad? Is that not the just way? Just a, a horrific meat cube <laughs> yeah, that you just yeah. slice bits off of like a kebab. Um, I is mean, that, is that yes. unethical? Is that unethical? I think that sounds that sounds worse to me. That sounds like <laughs> imagine walking into the room where those are kept, and it's just these uh, like lifeless eyes looking out at you as people carve me off of we can, them. We can take we can take the lives we can take the eyes out. We'll take the eyes out as well. well so they're just eyeless, <laughs> eyeless monstrosities. Well, they have no it's, they have no cognitive function except for grow meat. It's also, like something out of Hellraiser that you've just described. Listen, it's the way to go, but I, I, it doesn't actually solve the problem though, because you still would have the methane coming out. Yeah, you know? yeah, and so, you still. I think the problem. I mean, you know, I'm not a scientist, nor am I an agricultural expert, but I believe the reason that people think it's going to be insects that provide most of our protein in like the next hundred years is because we simply don't have enough animals to produce the meat. Uh, or it's impossible to farm the number yeah. of animals it would require to produce enough meat for everyone on Earth. So we have well, to. We have that's to what made me protein. think about it because I thought to myself, mm. right? Obviously, you don't want a battery farm because, like, that's hor- horrendous. Why is it horrendous? Because it's unethical. So let's take the ethics out of it and make these just meat racks, you know. And so you can you can ethically battery farm meat racks. Uh, now I, let me say that was my sixteen year old brain. I don't believe that now. <laughs> I, <laughs> so ke- what you're saying is killing those creepy uh, worker hosts would be fine because they have no consciousness. They're just disgusting, creepy things. But you're not allowed to kill Peter Abernathy. That's not allowed. That's true. That's kind of what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Except in the animal world. Yep. Exactly. And you are talking about a man who's had a year of vegetarianism. So guys, don't come at me. I am. I've got, <laughs> I've got my badge. I've got my badge. Uh, right. uh, although I did cheat a couple of times. You know. You know. Uh, it's funny because no, no, no. I didn't. I, it's weird. I'm gonna say right. So there was like three times where I ate meat in that year, but then I just added the three days on to the end. So. What I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure the fucking cow that died to give you that hamburger appreciates the extra three three days of vegetarianism. Well, the ones that I would have eaten on those three days definitely do, Conrad. So you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll have I'll have you take that quit back, please. <laughs> <laughs> I contributed I, 365 days of no meat. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you did a great job. I might, I might have been a leap year too. I did not. I've never done that. I thought I once. I once said to my mother when I was about sixty, I was like the pickiest eater when I was a child. Like I basically ate nothing but chicken nuggets for oh, yeah. a solid like fifteen years. And I think when I was about sixteen, I saw one of those. Uh, this is what you know McDonald's cows are look like when they're when they're being farmed things in town. Yeah. And I told my mum, "Oh, I think I'm gonna be a vegetarian," and she literally laughed in my face. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and that was the closest I ever came to being a vegetarian. Oh, that's so funny. I always think it's. I think I. I, I like. Obviously, I have a massive admiration for vegetarians. I wish I could. I wish I could do it all the time, and maybe one day I will. But I'll say this, right? I. I don't really. I personally, in my own my, in my own brain, like I love animals, and I think you have to be ethic. You have to care about animals, and no battery farming, all that sort of thing. But mm. I don't really get being vegetarian because you saw, you know, you were friends with a duck one time, and you saw a duck <laughs> being killed. I. I I I can understand how people's brains work that way, but I, I'm not that type of person. Whereas, when I, if I was to be a vegetarian, it would be for the environment. Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. No, well, I mean, there you go, folks. Write in with letters mm-hmm. to Anthony, who doesn't like animals. <laughs> I want to yeah. save your duck best friends for the environment. Okay, so mm-hmm. the, the the end goal is still the duck best friend is saved. Yeah, but but the, the the reason I'm doing it is not really because I care too much about your duck best friend. We'll say. Yeah, I mean it's it, this is like uh, one of those sort of ends justify justify the means kind of situations. Like you you your your borderline sociopathy towards animals <laughs> is justified because it has I, a noble a noble end. Yeah, let's be honest. I I'm playing this up. Please, I I <laughs> I, I, I do love duck best friends. I don't well, have a duck best friend myself. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, but I, hear, I I hear they're fine people. Right, Conrad. We'll go into the uh, the question of the week. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Conrad. Look who it is. It's only the bloody question of the week. All right, Conrad. Question of the week this week, unfortunately, is not for you. Um, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So Sorry, you're you're. Fine. You can take go get yourself a cup of tea. Your, yeah, I'll just sit back. Yeah, your 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 contribution this week is done. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's from Adventurous Raw, longtime listener. Thank you for commenting. Now I did kind of answer this a little bit in the comments, but I sort of wanted to bring it up because maybe Conrad has something to say, even though it will be hard for him to. Uh, the best thing about season two of this show is how silly it can get sometimes. Also, I wanted to ask you, Anthony. You've watched a large portion of the season for the second time, and I was wondering how much that that your experience had changed. Some people say that season two is better on a rewatch. Uh, can you say uh, say that it applies to you? Have you noticed some details that you haven't noticed before? How did your experience change overall? Now, I'm obviously going to notice silly things more when a Conrad and I are picking it apart. Obviously, that's going to happen. That's when I when I when I watched Dark for the first seven times or whatever. I wasn't. I was laughing at the bits which were funny, but I wasn't like making jokes about characters who weren't funny in the slightest until I watched it with Conrad because that's just what we do. Um, so there is obviously. We're picking out on the silly things more. What I wanted to say, though, was a lot of stuff this season is stupid, and, and a lot of the stuff this season is is poorly written, but I'm noticing it more. It's not better on a second watch for me. It's actually worse, uh, because mm. I am noticing that stuff more than I did the first time around, and I think maybe it's because... I don't know why. Maybe it's because I was focusing on the good stuff a bit too much. Uh, the Maeve stuff, to be honest with you, completely passed me by the first time I watched this. I didn't care about that storyline really when they were in the, the shogun world stuff when they're in the shogun world yeah like i you know i enjoyed that obviously but um but i think like the the idea that she was stopping people and stuff i was just like okay I, I didn't really i didn't sit back when i was watching westworld the first time through i wasn't thinking about how it like i wasn't watching this as a show where i was like but how does this how this breaks the world i wasn't thinking of it like that mm-hmm. i was sort of just watching and enjoying the cowboys and so that's how it sort of has changed for me. I've noticed how crazy the Maeve stuff is, how the fact that she's so overpowered is an issue. Um, and it didn't get better for me on rewatch. Maybe it does for most people, but it didn't for me. Um, so yeah, I think Conrad, you would agree that there's a lot of silly stuff. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, obviously I haven't watched it twice, so I don't know. But I think this season has a lot, 
it's the 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 overarching narrative is far less compelling in the second season like mm-hmm. the, the 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 thing that is holding season two together for me is episodes like this where it's just really good character work because to be honest this whole valley beyond thing i'm kind of mm. like i don't really care like it, it's not a narr- it's not a mystery that's gripped me in the slightest yeah. Yeah, yeah. um and I don't think that's maybe I pick up more like a clever little hints about what the Valley Beyond actually is. Although we kind of have an idea of it by the end of this uh, this episode, really. Yeah. But um, uh, but yeah, maybe I pick up more hints that like make it make it more compelling on a rewatch. But the bad stuff is as 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 uh, you've said is going to be worse. It's going to be even more even more obvious, like the bad writing and that and the weird the weird pacing issues. Whereas when you compare it to the first season. Mm-hmm. I I think that 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 overarching mystery of you know what what are we actually heading towards here is is far more compelling and I think the the first season I could definitely see the first season being way better on a rewatch. Oh yeah, yeah, the first season is unbelievable. No matter how how many times you watch it, but I, I'll say this as well, just to end end off this episode of the After Dark podcast. But uh, just to end, <laughs> just just what just that pronunciation. After Dark podcast. The After Dark podcast. <laughs> but uh, just just to, just to end up this uh, episode, I will say that. Like like Disney does with Star Wars, right? And they always refer back to the original trilogy, and they, to, <laughs> yeah. just to get like the the nostalgia going. Like, yeah, it's the original yeah. trilogy. Oh my god, that's the Millennium Falcon, right? It's weird to see a show doing that in the second season for the first season. Like, so this show is just doing what Star Wars does, where they're like, "Hey, look, there's there's a Wookiee," and everyone's like, "Yeah." So jangle the Ewok keys yeah, over here, so you yeah. don't notice the narrative falling apart. Exactly. That's what they're doing. Like, they're do- kind of doing that in the season two of Westworld for season one. It's like, "Hey, remember the symbol? Hey, hey, remember when he was walking past the window with the axe? Hey, remember? You know?" And it's like, it's like giving us nostalgia for the first season and just reminding yeah. us that this season is way shitter than the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's what i like to call the rise of skywalker problem where it's just like please please don't like address or like analyze this narrative in the slightest here's lando calarezian stop thinking about things like it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it's not working i'm looking past this and i'm seeing that there is nothing oh although i've got i will say this now actually See, coming into season two of Westworld, we've almost finished it. We've got two more episodes left. Coming into season two of Westworld, I was expecting this season to be garbage because that's what I've heard people mm-hmm. say. And it is not garbage. It's yeah. fine. It's a, definitely a step down from season one. There are some really dumb bits. There are some bad episodes. Uh, but it's it's nowhere near as bad as the fucking trash fire that was that last Star Wars movie. And I feel I feel bad for even comparing them. Yeah, I think I think you yeah you're exactly right. And earlier on, actually, you said it was like garbage. A little bit of garbage put onto an ice cream, and I yeah. think I think the way that I think the way that you're viewing the show um, uh, is well, the way that I view, sorry this game the way we're viewing the show is sort of like it's a it's a it's a milkshake with ninety five percent ice cream five percent garbage yeah where it's all mixed up together so the whole thing sort of tastes a bit like garbage but it still has <laughs> yeah. Whereas it's I, not even you can't even really taste the garbage yeah. you just you know it's like if yeah. someone told you that they put they baked you a delicious cake but mm-hmm. they tell you that they baked one of their toenails into it yeah. you may you, you may never come across the toenail you may never experience <laughs> that sensory moment where you crunch down on it but you know it's there and it kind of taints the whole experience <laughs> yeah there's essence of toenail throughout yeah. but, <laughs> but whereas when i first watched it just to sort of get back to adventures raw and then we'll sort of uh finish this you have to back podcast but uh to uh just just to, just to finish it off so we're viewing it as like a milkshake now where it's kind of tasting like garbage five percent garbage 
when I first watched it, I think I had it like, it was kind of like a Ben and Jerry's cookie dough, you know, where the yeah. garbage was little lumps between, and I could just avoid it. I could just avoid the garbage. I was mm. just eating the ice cream, and, le- and so at the end, I had a little tub with all the little lumps of garbage at the bottom, which I didn't eat. Um, yeah. Whereas this time, because we've mixed them up into a milkshake, I am noticing the taste. Right, guys, yeah. I hope that makes sense for you. <laughs> what a great metaphor to end on. Thank you very much. I think that I, I did well there. But uh, thanks very much, guys. Uh, after our podcast on podcasting apps, Culture Cave on YouTube, of course. Um, we've got lots of stuff, exciting stuff coming up so make sure you get over there and subscribe like the video all that sort of stuff give us a question why not thanks very much for Adventure Shore for this week's one we'll see you next week goodbye goodbye goodbye